Freakonomics Radio is sponsored by Discover. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. That means no waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. Real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Freakonomics Radio is sponsored by Mint Mobile. The best part of spring cleaning is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash freak. That's mintmobile.com slash freak. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash freak. Upfront payment of $45 required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on their first three-month plan only. Speeds are slower, above 40 gigabytes on an unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. From APM, American Public Media, and WNYC, this is Freakonomics Radio on Marketplace. Here's the host of Marketplace, Kai Rizdahl. Time now for a little bit of Freakonomics Radio, that moment in the broadcast every couple of weeks where we talk to Stephen Dubner, the co-author of the books and the blog of the same name. It's the hidden side of everything. This week, in the spirit of the season, Dubner weaves a tale of charitable giving as only Freakonomics can do it. Today we begin in Australia with the story of Dick Smith. You're my favorite Dick Smith Electronics. This Christmas, there Dick Smith made a lot of money with his chain of electronics stores. Now, he says, he gives 20% of his income to charity. He says Australians don't give nearly enough, so he started a campaign to convince them to give more. Now, I've written to Rupert. I know him. That's Rupert Murdoch he's talking about. And he sort of made out to me that he does give some money away, but it's done confidentially. But talking to his staff, Rupert Murdoch's staff, they say, no, Dick, there is not a generous bone in his body. Smith continued with the gentle approach, hoping a bit of quiet persuasion would make Australians open their wallets like the rich Americans you hear about so often. But I've not succeeded. I've completely failed. So now I'm going publicly and outing these people and at least embarrassing them, hoping that one will break ranks and fulfill obligations of putting something back into society. As you can imagine, this shame game didn't sit so well with everyone. There have been articles. The article that I believe you're referring to was, is Dick Smith just a head? Writer Matthew Beachy thinks this is a bad idea. I think he's stirring the pot a bit. It's too soon to say how well Smith's shaming routine will work, but it made me wonder. When it comes to charitable giving, what does work? I asked someone who knows. I'm John List, and I'm a professor at the University of Chicago, and I focus on the economics of charity. All right, so let's say you're trying to raise money for, I don't know, a public radio station. Please help us continue to bring you the news and information from around the world that you value. Contribute today 
And thanks. John List discovered that a good way to start raising money is by telling people that you've put some of your own money in the pot already. You know, seed money. So what we found is that the more seed money that you had not only induced more people to give, but those people actually gave more money. All right. So seed money works. What about the old matching gift trick? What the experts will tell you is that the larger the match is, the more effective or the more dollars you will raise. And that's just flat out false. What List found is that a one-to-one match does work well, but increasing the match to two-to-one or three-to-one doesn't do any additional good. But here's something that is worthwhile. Raffles. If you're serious about raising money, offer people a prize. And just by doing that, you end up increasing gifts by as much as 100%. And here's my favorite. It's called the once and done. It lets you opt out. It's giving the control of the relationship to the solicitee. Here's how it works. Since charities know it's annoying to constantly get solicitations in the mail, they give you a choice. If you send in some money today and then check a box opting out, we'll never bother you again. Given the once and done proposition, they not only give more money in that particular fundraising drive, but they do not check the box. And in future months, they end up giving more money than people who never received the once and done proposition. Since John List seems to know all the charity tricks that work, I asked him about Dick Smith, the Australian electronics mogul, and his shaming idea. You think that is a good strategy for fundraising, or is Dick Smith, just as one uh, Australian columnist put it, uh, just a head? (laughs) Well, I think the strategy is probably good in the short run, but I wonder in the long run if those uh, millionaires or billionaires might flee the continent (laughs) and uh, seek refuge elsewhere, and then you have... uh, You have a short-run gain, but a long-run loss. I'm Stephen Dubner for Marketplace. Freakonomics Radio is the website. Dubner's back in a couple of weeks. There's a moment you realize... You're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. The Tito's handmade vodka was ice cold, condensation trickling down the copper metal shaker. It's got to be fresh lime, they drawled. Tart, but balanced. They weren't normally this finicky about cocktail hour. But with Tito's, it had to be perfect. Simple syrup, the final ingredient. The sound of shaking filled the room to the brim. For the perfect pour at next week's book club, try the Tito's Gim Literature. Find the recipe at titosvodka.com. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... 
Looking at the charcoal mask, great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice, I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.